0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Sourcing Journal Radio, a regular check-in with apparel industry insiders and thought leaders, which spotlights a variety of topics currently driving change in the market. This podcast series is made possible by Cotton Incorporated, a not-for-profit company funded by U.S. cotton producers and importers, and whose mission is to increase the demand and profitability of cotton. Discover what cotton can do. Welcome to Rivet 50 Radio. I'm Edward Hertzman, founder and president of Sourcing Journal and Rivet. Today we're speaking with Tony Tanar, founder and CEO of sustainable denim brand Kings of Indigo. Tony, welcome and thank you for joining
1: Eddie, thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's a big pleasure and a big honor to be uh, to be here. Oh, you're very welcome.
0: So first question, a lot has changed since I was in your Amsterdam store over a year ago. It's hard to believe it was a year already, wow. As a small denim brand, how did the pandemic affect you? Or how is it affecting you?
1: Big time. I think like everybody in the whole world, it uh, affected all of us. And uh, of course, we've been working uh, a lot from home, uh, half of the time at the moment, or even more than half the time, schooling my kids from home. Many lockdowns in many countries. So it's really shaken up our whole company and all our clients and all our suppliers. But uh, yeah, in general, uh, not, not too bad. We produced all our orders for uh, last winter and uh, we delivered to all our retailers. Almost no orders were canceled. Uh, the pre-sales for Spring Summer 21 was uh, almost the same as all to winter 20, which was uh, sold pre-corona. And yeah, reorders were less, of course, because a lot of stores were closed, but the online business grew by 30% in 2020. So yeah, not too bad. Not too bad, but it's, it's, yeah, it's been really intense, like for everybody, I guess, and a lot of uh, asking for a lot of adaption uh, for your vision and your way of working.
0: Has the pandemic changed any of your sourcing strategies or, let, or led you to look at other product categories or maybe the countries you're sourcing in?
1: Uh, not really, to be honest. We always have been sourcing as close to home as possible. And we are very picky about our supplies because we work with Fair Wear Foundation, so we've not been moving around a lot. Of course, we've been uh, careful with placing too much stock orders, but in general, we, like I said, we didn't cancel any orders. Uh, the only thing we did was we decreased the size of our seasonal collections and we have increased our core basics offer. So we have uh, more carryovers, uh, which means leading to less uh, development costs, and less sale for, uh, for us, but also for the retailers. Uh, and uh, yeah, we make more classics to wear for a long time. And we are combining that with, uh, yeah, special drops, like uh, we do like a collaboration with Kaniani, which we're actually dropping uh, on the 5th of February, like with uh, special pieces. Uh, so, but in general, we our sourcing supply has been uh, the same as stable as, as ever. But of course, lots, lots of challenges with uh, closing factories, closing stores and uh, lockdowns. But in general, no, hasn't really changed.
0: Would you say there's any major lessons from this past year You know, any major takeaways that you're going to carry forward, you know, we're hearing a lot of companies saying that, you know, they were forced due to liquidity issues to reduce their inventory, and now they're going to try to run leaner. You're already sourcing closer to home. Some people want to source closer to home so they could get into styles quick, replenish quick, get out of things quickly. What have been your, your major takeaways?
1: Yeah, I think the main thing is that uh, if you were a little bit convenient in your business model, I think uh, this really has shaken everything up. You have to really have to stay awake, stay very curious, and uh, uh, the market, you know, changes almost every week. From a political point of view, from a social point of view, from a production point of view, so realities change. You know, so it's it's been really uh, you need to be on top of your game and need to be uh, continuously in charge of your business in front of your dashboard to redefine strategy and workflow so yeah it's been, it's been re- much more intense uh, but also makes you awake it makes you think about how you did things and how you can improve things tech of course like zoom meetings uh, less traveling uh, less trade shows all, all has given new insights and definitely will remain partly like that uh, like i said before we've been working from home a lot and we sure i'm sure we'll keep doing that uh, uh, two days a week Uh, for most people we stay working from home because also gives great convenience and less travel which also has less impact for the the environment of course which is a very big thing for us and yeah uh, also in a market where there's more offer than demand you're also really forced to do everything better than your competition even more than before so you have to deliver at the best possible moment the best possible quality the best possible innovation the best service. You know, you really have to be uh, uh, excellent uh, in in all your uh, channels and products. And uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's really uh, kept us on our toes and really have been working even harder to be uh, one of the most innovative and best service uh, brands in the market. So,
0: Tony, let's uh, let's pivot for a second. Uh, Kings of Indigo recently signed the Amsterdam Denim Deal. Can you explain what that is for people who aren't familiar and what's expected of you as one of the participating companies?
1: Yeah, Denim Deal is, uh, is an initiative for the House of Denim, based here in Amsterdam. And uh, they've been really uh, motivating brands to, to to work more sustainable, and uh, especially using more and more recycled cotton. And they really noticed that it's really hard for a lot of brands, especially smaller brands or brands which are a little bit less dedicated than we are on sustainability, to create new developments with post-consumer or pre-consumer recycled cotton. So what they've done to get all the brands together, all the, initially all the Dutch uh, producing brands, the Dutch-based brands, but also very international now, to really get the, all the CEOs together to make a commitment to use more and more post-consumer recycled cotton in their genes. And uh, so also to uh, really uh, to lower the impact of uh, each jeans which is being produced uh, by the means of raw materials. And of course, the, the step-in uh, percentage is like 5% as a starting point, but uh, they really try to work together with all the brands to, to see how we can get to 10%, 50%, and maybe even 100% post-consumer recycled jeans, so you don't need any new raw materials in the future. And that, of course, would be uh, very important for uh, an industry uh, like ours, where there's quite some impact uh, for uh, the environment and for the people who work there. So, yeah, it's, it's an amazing initiative. And, of course, we have been working f- with this uh, from day one. But, uh, yeah, a lot of brands haven't and uh, found this quite difficult. So it's really great to work with your colleagues together to uh, see how you can make more impact together.
0: So, so Tony, on the topic of sustainability, let, let's continue here. You know, sustainability is core to your business. It's core to your DNA. You know, we know a lot of companies out there trying to, you know, throw that word around. But it's, it's been part of your ethos from the very beginning. How do you communicate sustainability to your customer so they understand the authenticity behind it, your commitment to it, uh, and that they're buying a product that is really sourced in the most sustainable way possible?
1: Yeah, I've seen a big, uh, big uh, change in this. Uh, you know, you're like I started with sustainable denim 18 years ago, and then the past 10 years with uh, Kings of Indigo, and uh, we always have been working very much in layers. And, uh, of course, there's more interest in the subject today, where there was less interest uh, 10 years ago when we started. But still, it always has been part of our DNA and as, as our core of the company. But uh, we always have layered our communication in, uh, in, in like a one second message, a 10 second message and a 10 minutes uh, message. So catering to all kinds of different consumers who are uh, at different levels of interest. So, for example, we use doing it right as our uh, one-second pitch. So, we do things right uh, concerning to uh, environment, uh, working ethics, and uh, design. And then we have also the five pillars of sustainability, where we have divided uh, sustainability uh, uh, areas uh, where we work in in five different areas. Uh, That's our 10-second story. So, people can see it quite quickly through... uh, pictograms and uh, so that's easy and then we have a sustainability report which is our 10-minute uh, pitch where people can see what we uh, what we do are we're really eco interested uh, so yeah we, we build up layers that makes it accessible for the people who just want to buy something nice and good but also having enough information for the people are really critical and really want to know in detail where your fabric is from where your cotton is from what certification you need and on top of that we also signed the transparency pledge uh, last year which also really uh, helps us uh, showing the whole supply chain. So, yeah, that, that's the levels uh, we, are, uh, we are working on. And that uh, gives, it, uh, gives us the, the way to communicate to many, many customers in, uh, in different ways, in different forms, in different lengths.
0: No, oh, it makes a lot of sense. So, 2021, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I, think, I believe that marks 10 years of Kings of Indigo. Uh, looking back, what is... Probably hard to answer this, but what is the one achievement you're most proud of?
1: <laughs> the 10 years at King's Vinegar, we had so many milestones already, and little milestones and bigger ones. And even in the 18 years, of course, also the time I was uh, CEO of Koichi, where we really were uh, pioneering. It was. Uh, we did so many great things and new things but i think in general if i have to summarize it i think the most proud i am of the fact that 18 years ago when we started this movement people were saying you're crazy you're a hippie you're eco hippie you know what are you doing who cares you know about this and if i look today where we are uh, we were we are seen as visionaries and brands are following the way we are set uh, such a long time ago And I'm so happy to see that a lot of companies, to be honest, all companies, they are following these roots, which we have set so many years ago. And uh, that's so important for all of us. And I I think that's what I'm most proud of that. You know, first you're regarded as somebody who's crazy and now as someone who's uh, brilliant and not just me, but more my team and the company and that, that's really rewarding and I'm really proud of that, that we have been uh, swimming upstream, you know, like a koi fish does, for so many years and finally we're starting to swim with the stream and that's, uh, that's, that's cool, that makes me really, uh, gives me a lot of energy.
0: So one last question, let's, uh, let's talk about 2021 and, and looking forward, what is going to be your main focus this year?
1: Focus, like always, is uh, keep innovating, keep keep finding new technologies to have less impact and work in a more fair way with your suppliers and with your retailers and uh, with your team. I think that uh, the other big, big challenge is to really improve our communication to our consumers. And to retailers to to really show uh, how you can make a difference in this world to uh, to buy easy quite easy uh, quite fair and for a quite reasonable price a really good garment which makes you look cool and also make do good, you know and i think communication is the key to getting more people on board of this movement and uh, if i look still i mean in our industry we all talk about sustainability you know but if i go to the main, the main the main shopping street in amsterdam it's still very much uh, old fashioned and uh, so not enough innovation in my opinion. So I feel uh, we need to still make a big impact to the consumers in the way we communicate and make it accessible and easy story.
0: So Tony, uh, I want to be respectful of your time. I'm sure we could talk all day. I want to thank you again for joining and congratulations on being a Rivet 50 member.
1: Thank you, Eddie. It's been, it's been a pleasure. And like I said, I'm proud and uh, great uh, to, uh, to see you again. Let's keep in contact and see how this year revolves and making our beautiful industry even more beautiful.
0: For sure. Cheers to that. And hopefully I will be seeing you soon in person.
1: I hope so too. That would be amazing. That's it for then. To hear more conversations
0: like this, visit sourceandjournal.com and click podcast.